Hi, it's Dave. Tesla earnings is coming up tomorrow, April 26th, and it's highly anticipated as usual. Sometimes I think people get lost though in earnings, especially with Tesla earnings, because they're swayed by the headlines, especially right after the shareholder letter comes out or after the earnings call. Journalists will pitch in right, their interpretation, but oftentimes it doesn't really go deep and it's hard to really get to the essence of how Tesla did as a company for that quarter. So in this video, I'm going to walk through the top Tesla shareholder questions from say.com. These are the questions that Tesla's management and Elon Musk will answer during their earnings call tomorrow after they release their um, shareholder letter. So I'm going to be asking, why do these questions matter? And when you hear them answered in the earnings call, you'll understand now the nuances because you'll understand the background of, of these questions. So let's go ahead and take a look at some of say.com's um, questions here. So first, let's go to the institutional investor section at say.com. I'm going to go through the top um, questions first from the most shares because I think these are the ones that can be asked uh, first. So the first question says, Proponents of alternative grid storage technologies claim that lithium ion is unsuited to long-term. For example, interseasonal storage at scale due to vampire drain. Could 4680 address this limitation? Is the limitation even relevant for changing the energy equation? All right. To me, I think this is a non-issue of vampire drain because Tesla has the ability to, to, to use the batteries, right? to charge them and discharge them. And so I think that the whole issue with you know, lithium ion, if you leave them, you know, un just uncharged or not charging and you're not using them for months and months, right, at a time, uh, vampire drain could be an issue. But I think Tesla is in complete control of this. Um, this is kind of a waste of a question, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's too bad this is the top institutional question. All right. Second question from institutional investors are, you've suggested that between a 5 to 10x improvement, is achievable in automotive production versus the first Model 3 line on a first principles physics analysis. Where does Berlin sit relative to that limit? All right, here's where the the, the background of this question is. The investor is trying to figure out, A, how much can Tesla drive down costs? It's like, for example, if you get a 5x improvement in terms of how fast you could produce the cars, um, you can have lower costs go into that car. You can have higher gross margins. So therefore, a 25% or 30% or even more gross margin could be possible depending on how fast you whip out those cars. However, it's kind of a vague thing. 5 to 10x improvement, what does that mean, right? Is that total speed or, you know, total output is it there's so many parts to the production line right so it's kind of a vague uh, question but it's a number two question and i think elon and management will at least chime in to give their analysis on what's important all right third question from institutional investors is master plan part two uh, talks about um an urban transport vehicle that is smaller than a traditional uh, bus with greater aerial density achieved by removing the central aisle like a 21st century uh, Soviet marshuka, except with everyone seated. Do you have any update to share on this goal? So this institutional investor is asking, hey, can there be a kind of a, a small mini bus, right, that can, you know, fit a lot of people for, for urban transport? And to me, again, this is not the, the most exciting thing. I, you know, it's not, I think, the, the next big vehicle for Tesla. Um, it is interesting to think about, you know, different modes of transport. So again, it's the number three vehicle. I'm not, you know, completely excited about this question, but hopefully it could lead to some other ideas that, 
Elon Musk and management is thinking about in terms of other modes, right, of transport that Tesla is planning. All right, number four, top question from institutional investors. Elon's recent Twitter post suggests Berlin and Texas would see minimal production this year, which appears tied to difficulty in scaling internal battery production. Can you update on your progress addressing these bottlenecks? What risk mitigation strategies are in place? So this is a great question now. And this is perhaps, I think, the most important question so far that we've seen is, A, how is a ramping of the 4680 battery cells going? This is going to be the main factor in terms of how fast Tesla can scale Berlin and Texas, and also how fast they can reach full production in 2022, and also how fast they could release their you know, Model 2 or their $25,000 vehicle. I mean, so much of Tesla's kind of next five years is determined on how fast and how quickly they can not just scale production, but actually get those, you know, battery day um, estimates down, meaning um, how fast can they bring down the cost of sales? So this is a crucial uh, question. Any nuance on, on the update on the battery lines? Like, are they, you know, have they solved all the bottlenecks? Are they already producing significant amounts or not? Are they on time on, and, um, in in terms of their timeline for Berlin and Texas for battery cells. Like this is the key question so far and will determine, I think, a lot of the next 12 to 18 months. All right, number five, top question from institutional investors. What is the current yield on the dry electrode process? How much has it improved since day one or since battery day? So yes, this is another important question. I think the other question is a little bit more important. This gives more detail. I hope, you know, Elon actually talks about the electrode process because this is one of the key areas that was kind of Tesla mentioned as a bottleneck, right? They needed to improve on this process. Uh, if you note, this is 20 million shares. So yeah, these institutional investors, you know, they're carrying quite a bit of weight here. And this is, you know, the, what the, the fifth, right, question. So um, yeah, it's a different level than, than retail investors for sure. All right. Next question, number six, what is your view on solid state batteries? How do you view them relative to your new 4680 cells over the next five to 10 years? This is a good question too, because it talks, it has to do with QuantumScape, right? Who has all of these claims on solid state batteries with the future JB Straubles on their board. This is kind of a conundrum, a mystery. Like what is, you know, Tesla's and Elon Musk's view on solid state batteries five to 10 years out? Would love some clarification. This is number six questions. I don't know if they'll get to it, but I think this is one of the best questions along with the 4680 cell kind of battery, you know, status. All right, um, the seventh question and the last one I'll cover for the institutional investors. So these are the top seven questions based off of the most shares. And that's, I think, how Tesla will answer them. So this question says, when do you expect first production and fully scale production of vehicles at the Berlin and Texas factories? Another great question, I think, and a lot of it is gonna be determined on the battery production, but also, it could be, there could be some other hangups. There could be some supplier issues, some construction issues, et cetera. But it'd be great for Tesla to give guidance, at least to share their insight on when they think, right, Berlin will get online, when they think Texas will get online, right? My ex expectations are Berlin is probably something in, you know, late summer, maybe, you know, July or August, maybe putting out their first, at least starting, you know, production. And Texas, probably closer to the end of the year, maybe like October, November, getting their first, you know, cars out of the factory. Those are my kind of uh, expectations, but I'd love to hear uh, Tesla's um, uh, details on this. All right, so those are the 10 institutional top ones, right, that Tesla will answer. Let's go to now um, the retail investors. 
So if you notice, retail investors are like 400,000 shares, you know, 200,000. So these, the number of shares are far less than, um, than institutional investors, right, for sure. Um, but it's great that Tesla give, is giving, you know, equal weight to retail investors to answer their questions as well. All right, first qu top question for num in terms of number of shares, 539,000 shares total voted, so 2,000 votes. Uh, Rob Maurer uh, says, how is Dojo coming along? Could Dojo unlock a, an AWS-like business line for Tesla over the next five years or next yeah, few years? Great question. I think Dojo is a fascinating topic. It's like question mark, like what's going on? How big can Dojo get? Like, can it apply to, you know, other businesses through like a web service type of, you know, um, platform? Can it be just, for, does it have to be just for vision or can it be actually for a lot of different types of neural net training? Elon alluded that it could be more generalized, but it's interesting to see like how bullish Elon is in terms of how big, right, Dojo can get as a service. Um, fantastic question. Um, Elon might punt this actually for Tesla AI Day, which he alluded to as coming in late July. So I'd love an update on Tesla AI Day if you know it is really coming in July, late July. This is just like what, you know, three months, right? This is super quick. I, I don't think it's being talked about enough, but I think it's super important. Think about it. Autonomy Day and Battery Day has been huge. AI Day, you know, has potential to completely transform how we view Tesla over the next decade. So um, it's going to be interesting, but great, great first question from Rob. Second question from Rob Mart, the recent price changes on solar roof have been a bit discouraging for customers and investors. Could Tesla share more about solar roof challenges and, it, and if the outlook has changed at all, for example, a thousand per week? Yeah, I think this is a great question. To me, it's more longer term on the solar roof. It's not with autonomy or batteries or production, but nevertheless, it's a big issue that a lot of people are talking about. I put in a solar roof order and I got email saying, hey, you know, the price has changed, it's gone up. And this is a question mark. It's like, why is it going up, right? Why is the price of solar roof going up? Is it because they're not able to, you know, get their efficiencies down, the cost down? Are there other challenges? Like what is the long-term also, you know, um, outlook or plans for solar roof. Um, and yeah, the other question I think that I wish could be answered, but I haven't seen it in the top questions is, is Tesla going to put Bitcoin mining together with the solar panel, solar roof and power wall package, right? And so ARK Invest and Square and some others have come alongside with this idea saying that, hey, put solar, solar panels and power wall and then put Bitcoin mining and you can actually arbitrage your, your energy, right? And get paid. I think it um, has huge potential. Tesla can get a cut of that. It's a platform of revenue generation for both Tesla and the owner of the solar roof um, power wall. So um, hopefully um, Elon will shed a little bit light on that as well. All right, question number three from Emmett Peppers, uh, master of coin. Can you tell us anything about Tesla's future plans in the digital currency space or when any such major developments might be revealed? So <laughs> if you've watched any of my um, talks or conversations with Emmett, you know that you know, we've been speculating that Tesla, you know, there's always potential that Tesla could be thinking of you know, something in the digital currency space, right? And so this is a question alluding to that, hey, what are you guys thinking? You know, do you have interest in that space? Can a Tesla coin or blockchain or something come out? Or is you know, Tesla going to get into something else like mining? Or there's a ton of stuff, right, that's happening. Anja Karpathy tweeted that he is experimenting with Bitcoin mining uh, just for fun, quote unquote fun. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, I, I love the question. Um, 
Yeah, and it's number three question, so hopefully they'll answer. Warren Redlick says, you indicated Tesla would produce 100 gigawatt hours at 40, uh, 4680 cells in 2022. How many gigawatt hour of cells do you expect to buy from suppliers in 2022? And then what do you expect mix of supplier batteries to be between NCA, NM, LFP, and other chemistry? So here's Warren Redlick. If you watched um, my interview with him, you'll know that he's got a battery kind of evaluation model, and he's trying to fill out right, the blanks, trying to solidify the model, right? How many gigawatt hours from Tesla, from suppliers, you know, what kind? So you could basically model how many cars, right, Tesla can produce, how many power walls, Tesla energy, um, and you can model out, yeah, kind of their business in 2022. The question mark here is also always like, Tesla sometimes is aggressive in saying, hey, 100 gigawatt hours in 2022 uh, produced, but then sometimes it ends up being like a run rate, like that becomes their goal or they don't meet sometimes their goal. So, you know, it's a good thing more and ask to get a status update on what's going on. All right, um, here is um, the number five question. Kevin, meet Kevin says, it is extremely frustrating to have to go to Elon's Twitter to do feature requests and bug report recognition. And I often feel like Tesla development efforts don't align with customer needs. Can we please get a Tesla official community feedback system with up and downvoting. Yeah, I think this is um, pretty cool. That would be great to have some type of, you know, open public type of feedback system where you have feature requests, bug reports, etc. upvote, downvote, uh, something Tesla, I think, to definitely do. Hopefully this question is asked. Hopefully Elon says, great idea, we're doing it. Um, I also think it, like Tesla kind of needs a, a public-facing, customer-facing uh, representative, like some, you know, vice president or president of, auto sales or service or something to interface to to engage with people i think that's kind of um something that's lacking um tesla had it very early on with george blankenship um and also jerome Keyan did it very early on in his first kind of term as you know um when he was doing sales and service back in like 2014 15 16. but we've been missing that for the past i think four or five years so i'd love to for tesla to consider that all right next question um, question number six is Emmett Peppers asks again, does Tesla, Tesla have any proactive plans to tackle mainstream media's eminent, massive, and deceptive clickbait headline campaigns on safety of autopilot and full self-driving? Perhaps a specialty PR job of some sort. Yeah, so this is also asked later on with this institutional questions, but huge important issue. Uh, what can Tesla do? Is Tesla going to do anything, right, with all this sensational, uh, basically media attacks against Right, the safety of autopilot and full self-driving. Like if it was objective, if it was just based on stats, it's one thing, but it's, a lot of times it's like just made up kind of FUD that doesn't even stand, you know, logic. Like check out my last video on consumer reports. Um, so yeah, what can Tesla do? Tesla doesn't even have a press, uh, a PR department, right? A press relations department right now, Elon dissolved it. So yeah, what can Tesla do? Um, I would love to hear, uh, Elon's take on this because ultimately, right, it's it's up to him on what what goes on. All right, JS says, how why have solar roof prices increased so dramatically for both new and existing contracts? How much have installation material costs and demand changed? Again, another question on solar roof. Following up on Rob's question, hope this gets answered. And then the last question is David B asks, um, after Berlin and Austin, when will you build the next factory and where? Uh, where would it be? Fantastic question. I think I like this question perhaps the most because it really is getting to the, to the heart of like we know Austin, we know Berlin, you know Shanghai is expanding, etc. But we don't know the next thing, right? Is it 
I wish someone would ask about India, like what are their plans in India? Is it more long-term, you know, to setting up a small base? But anyways, where is the next big factory going to be built? Is it going to be built in the U.S.? They've alluded to something like that. Is it going to be built in Asia, maybe another Asia country out there? Um, yeah, a ton of different things. And also, I would love to ask, like, what are the expansion plans for Austin? How many cars eventually can they build in Austin? Is it one or two million? Or can they even build five million cars just in Austin? Who knows, you know? It's like... Yeah, what are the 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 cap, right? The limits um, of some of these factories. I would like that answered also for Berlin and Shanghai as well. But anyways, here you got um, the top fifteen questions that um, have been asked by institutional investors and by retail investors, and by giving kind of a background of why some of these questions are important and what to expect. You know, Elon Musk and Tesla management in terms of how they might answer it, is going to give us a handle when we listen to the earnings call. The earnings call is going to come out a few hours after a market close on Monday, right, April 26th. And it's going to be streamed at ir.tesla.com. You can go to the website and join the stream. And they do a fantastic job. And I hope that this video has been helpful. I'm going to be, have a great, uh, a cool kind of a deep dive coverage of earnings. So I'm going to release another video today kind of previewing some of the numbers on revenue, gross profits, um, uh, net profit, earnings per share, kind of what I'm expecting in terms of earnings and different ranges. And hopefully that will give a sense in terms of the number side, right? This is more of a qualitative side. And then on earnings day, I'll go ahead and um, I'll give my reaction on the shareholder letter. I'll give my reaction to the earnings call and kind of the answers that Tesla Elon has given. And overall, what I'm looking for is I'm looking to get insight, um, a better insight to know Tesla better, to know how they're thinking better, to know their plans, right? This year, but also next five years. I'm trying to get to, yeah, more clarity, right? On what Tesla is thinking, because all of this changes every month, every three months, right? Six months, all of these things, a lot of these things are changing. The nuances are different. And um, I want to pick up, right, on those nuances because that's going to give me a better full picture of what's going on with Tesla. Hope this video has been helpful. If you haven't, Subscribe, go ahead, subscribe. You'll be notified of my uh, upcoming videos. And all my videos are also on a podcast. Just search for Dave Lee on investing in your favorite podcast player. I'm active on Twitter at HeyDave7. And we'll see you guys in my next video. Thanks.